remember your first Holy Communion? Oh, I remember it very, very well. Do you? I remember my first Holy Communion. I was, I was scared. Yeah. I was nervous. Yeah. I was a, an, an incredibly conscientious young boy. Sure. And in Just like the young man you are the today. The young man I turned out to be. But I remember in those days, it was a big church. We had to walk into the sanctuary inside the communion rail. They had special kneelers set up. Yeah. Two children went up at a time. Monsignor would give each of us communion on the tongue. That was the way to receive. Sure. And then we were to turn around, go back, and the next two people came. Well, I received the host. Yeah. And immediately, immediately, it stuck to the roof of my mouth. And you didn't like that? And I was kneeling there trying to, no, I didn't like that. I was trying to swallow it. Right. And I couldn't do it. And finally, Monsignor, who was a really great man, but not known for patience, finally he just said, well, go. You're, <laughs> you know, like, we're done. He'd already given me communion. What a traumatic experience. It was a traumatic experience. So my first Holy Communion was not really exciting for me. Yeah. It was like scary. I thought, I'm already in trouble. Oh, I'm glad you've gotten over it. However, however, the second communion, which was the very next day, was really beautiful. Everything went fine and... Uh, no, no host stuck to the roof of your mouth. No, no. So I, I'm okay. Uh, Good. Je- I was going to ask you. Jesus, that was gonna... Jesus and I are friends. You are one. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father Herb. And I have, I have been receiving communion since 1955. Beautiful. I do remember my first communion. Thanks for asking. Yeah, oh, oh. do you yeah. remember your first Holy I Communion? Do. <laughs> I do. Um, I did a reading at my first communion mass from Exodus. It's on VHS somewhere. Did you sing the song? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I um, just I did a reading. Your did... your reading is on. No, the passage is online, but not your. Re- you have a recording of your reading. Yeah, there's a VHS of the first communion. A VHS. Mass. Yeah, yeah. I do remember it. there. Were, it was at Saint Jerome in Walbridge. I I enjoyed my first communion. We all had our own pew, and I remember we had to make like um like a picture of ourselves to go on the side of the pew and it had your name on it and then everybody in your family knew where to sit just by because of your name or the picture the artwork is so the good artwork. they said this has got to be uh, they said someday miguelito someday this man is going to marry an artist that's what they said okay cuz he needs it well anyway <laughs> the reason we're talking about first holy communion Many parishes around the country have First Holy Communion either the very last Sunday of April, yes, but more likely the first Sunday of May. Which has traditionally been the date that we do it. And this year we are doing it on the first Sunday of May, and we have another Mass on the second Sunday of May, and another Mass on the third Sunday of May. So many Masses! Uh, all three of them are at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. The First Communion class is divided into three so that we can maintain a lot of adequate space. Sure. But this way we can also invite some family members, uh, even in the best of times when when there are no restrictions on space. Uh, our classes have be, become almost too big, even though we have a large church, yeah. to really include everybody. Right. It becomes a... Um a large scale event. Isn't that yes, a, that was a nice way to put it, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. that that you were worked, working on that. Yeah. So okay, so we have how many? Maybe about twenty kids celebrating First Holy Communion this Sunday. Uh huh. And I'm looking forward to it. It's always exciting. I I have to tell you, last year we did the same thing. Only we had four 
different masses. Of mm-hmm. course, during the, the, the worst part of COVID, and we scheduled it during the summer. So there was one early June, one yep. late June, or maybe one in late June, two in July, early we, and late, and one in August. We did them on Wednesday evenings. Yes. And it worked marvelously in the sense that families were able to really enjoy them. So uh, that's what we're, we're about, and that's very exciting. And so we keep those children in mind. And what's, what I find interesting is the, the scripture readings. Now, this is the segue, in case you're waiting till we get to the Bible part. It's always about the segue. The segue. The segue is the scripture reading ties in so well with First Communion this week. It does. That's great. I uh, cannot pull it up because I'm sitting here trying to pull up the readings, and I realize... And then you just realize we're offline. We have no internet in the building. Can you imagine how hard it is to have grown up in my time when we did not have internet? Well, here we go. This is the perfect example of us. You're sitting there with... I a, have a book in front of me. A hard copy. Of the scriptures. I always pull up the reading online on my computer, which I'm un- unable to do today. So, guess well, who's reading? And would you believe that I was born after the printing press? So <laughs> we actually had books when I was a kid. <laughs> I I enjoy a good book. In fact, I still prefer an actual book to read than uh, even on my iPad. I've got both. I, I probably read more on my iPad. And I'll tell you, it's not... Well, it's convenient. You can I can carry it with me. Sure. But it's also because of the lighting thing. Some If it's during the day... Natural light is very good for reading for a book. Yeah. But I hate to have to crowd under a lamp in the to evening. have enough light in the evening in the living room because, you know, I don't have I don't want to have the overhead lights on. You know, you just call me and I'll come over and just shine a light over you. OK, shine, just, shine your light. Shine, this little light of mine. OK, let me give the background. All right. Now, last week was Good Shepherd Sunday. That was chapter 10 of John's Gospel. We are still in John's Gospel. We're jumping ahead to chapter 15 mm-hmm. now. Chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17 of John's Gospel. Yes. You take those four chapters collectively, and it is known as what? The Farewell Discourse. Very good. You have been listening. I have been a student of Weber for a while. Okay. The Farewell Discourse. So it's almost, it's between the Last Supper and Jesus being arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yes. So it's almost like... Uh, Jesus and the apostles kicked back after the meal and said, now, guys, I got a few things I need to tell you. You know, actually, if you think about it, a lot of times that post-meal conversation is usually some of the best conversation. Oh, and uh, growing up in our in our house, the, the kitchen table is where everything happened. Yeah. But anyway, so this is where you get the part where Jesus says, uh, in my father's house there are many, many dwelling places. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. I go ahead of you, but... Where I go, you can come to. And, and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is the part where he also says, remain in my love, which is going to be the reading next Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, the 9th of May. This is also where Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will send my advocate, the Holy Spirit. So it, these passages are extremely important. And if anybody has time this week to sit down and read 14, 15, 16, and 17 together. Sure. So let's go specifically to chapter 15, because it's one of the ultimate metaphors of what the church is. And, yeah, and probably one of our favorite images, or at uh, least one of my favorite images. One of your favorite. Oh, good. You, you have favorites, too. I, I, always, I always talk about my favorite favorite. Your, 
They're all favorites, but some I even favor more than others. I'm following you. Okay. As surprising as that is. Because this is your favorite, why don't I let you read it? I can't read it because I don't have oh, the Oh, you don't have a copy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, okay. you're reading I it. I want you to recite it by memory. <laughs> Okay, the internet is down, folks, but that doesn't mean we can't record this. This will be sent out later. Scripture is still alive. Okay, chapter 15 of John's Gospel, verses 1 to 8. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, how many times did you hear the word remain? A, a lot. lot. You're going to hear it more next week. So we'll just push that off till next week. What next chapter week. is this? Chapter 15. What verses? 1 to 8. Okay, so do you remember the, re- <laughs> the reason I'm asking you this? And I, I don't want to um, put out there the whole, my entire license plate. But when I got my license plate for um, this car, it's a lease, so... I didn't get it. I had to get a new license plate. Anyway, do you remember when I got it? I sent you an image of the license plate because it was a representation of John chapter 15, verse 7. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the Lord is talking to me. This is it. This is the this is the great message. And really? I No, I don't remember that. Do you remember anything that I tell you? What? <laughs> exactly. So that and when I looked it up, there was this whole this whole um, image of remain in me. I am. I am the vine. Okay, and then just so you know, uh, when we come to church on May 9th, yeah, it Jesus says, uh, it starts with ver- uh, fifteen verse nine. Jesus said to his disciples, "As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love." And that passage is frequently used at weddings. Yes. So it's the whole idea of remain, not just remain in me, but remain in my love. Right. Which is fun to preach on. I talk about that. But uh, let's stay with the fruit. There's. There's really two parts of this that struck, struck me. One is the image of remain connected. I am the vine, you are the branches. Mm-hmm. And you cannot bear fruit on your own. Mm. So, okay, you have to stay connected. It's like, to use a modern-day metaphor, you have to stay online to be able to read the Scripture. I mean, actually— But as, you're not online, so— As you were reading this, I thought— the exact same thing and i thought oh maybe that's a little corny but you said it so i'm gonna go roll with it it is a little corny now but uh, would they expect anything less on this podcast (laughs) but you know we we are so interconnected now it feels it's wireless sometimes sometimes we still plug in physically but we are interconnected and when that when the source is cut off sometimes it's hard to figure out well how do we progress with with our day yeah 
you know, in the modern work environment, a connection to the internet is important, right? I have the iMissile app. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is it's constantly refreshing itself anytime I'm connected with the internet. Mm -hmm. But so when I'm not on the internet, it's still there. It's downloaded. Sure. And, but it's always up to date. So, uh, I don't have it with me because when I record, I don't want somebody's phone to be going off. Consequently, it's not in the room with me, but I could have had the gospel. Like a, like a true millennial, my phone's always next to me. However, I do have the Magnificat app and I thought, oh, I'll just pull up, but it's the new month in May this weekend and I haven't downloaded May yet. So I am really up a creek today. Okay. You, you are in trouble. I, yeah, we'll talk about with this. With a capital after. T, that rhymes with? P and that stands for puppets. Let's move yeah. on. Okay. Uh, so that's the first part. The first part is stay connected. Right. The second part is bear much fruit. So you don't just stay connected to stay connected. Like, oh, good. Uh, you're the vine. I'm the branch. Good. I get to hang out with you. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm the branch because the branch is where the fruit takes place. Now, how familiar are you with grape plants? We actually... Do you have an arbor? I don't personally, but right in our backyard, practically, yes, our neighbor does, has grapevines. So do you go over and pick the grapes? Uh, once in a while, when they have a surplus that they would not like to take care of themselves, they will ask us to help Are these out. table grapes, or do they make wine? I have no idea. They're just, they're grapes. They're there's, grapes. There's, I, I think they're... I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know. They're grapes. Are they purple? With a capital G, and that rhymes with T. <laughs> uh, are they purple? Yes. Okay. Okay. They're not uh, white grapes. No. Or green grapes. They're <laughs> yellow grapes. No, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You really don't know much. I, I, I can just see the plants, really. That's that's as much as I know. Okay. I apologize. Well, then you certainly don't know the answer to the question, or not answer, because I'm not asking a question, but you don't know what I'm leading up to. Go ahead. But... It's, it's not simply a vine and branches. It's a, it's, or I should say, it's not just a vine and a branch. There's a lot of branches. Yeah. And the branches intertwine with each other. Oh, yes. We've talked about this before, and they make, they're stronger together. They, you're stronger because they, uh, they hold each other up. Sure. If uh, the bunch of grapes itself get, the more grapes and the, the riper they get, the heavier they get. Sure. They're full of juice. And you don't want them to touch the ground. So that's when all the other little vines and the vinettes come in and they wrap around to give you strength. The vinettes. That sounds like the backup singers. Yeah, the vinettes. It was a a 1960s uh, women's (laughs) uh, rock group. Great. Can't wait to hear their first album. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, strength in numbers. This is, uh, in some ways, a continuation of your homily from last week talking about the pluralism of our faith, right? Yeah. Uh, directly, uh, and that's not by mistake. That's that is uh, sequentially the homilies build off of each other, and uh, you know I start low and I work my way up. It's going to be great by the time I get done. Yeah, I was going to say it's been about sixteen years, so we can't wait to get to the top. <laughs> We're probably ha- about halfway there. About halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> but it it is the Im- and then it's the image not only of being multiple vines, but of rate of producing fruit. Yeah. bear much fruit. And we hear that frequently in the Gospels. Jesus talks about bearing fruit, and not just with grapes. He talks about uh, trees. You know, a tree has to bear fruit. Yeah. Um, what's the song, uh, uh, the grapefruit song? Uh, it's We Have Been Told. I am the vine, you are the branches. All who dwell in me will, will bear, bear grapefruit. Great 
fruit. Oh, grapefruit. It's the, the okay. lyric, yes. Yeah. This weekend we're singing Remain in Me, I Am the Vine for our communion song. Yeah, that's perfect. Thanks. So remain connected. Now, how does one remain connected? I'm asking you. Oh, uh, to faith, to Christ, to church, all of the above? Yes. I think it's done both through personal prayer, uh, attendance at Mass, participation in the sacraments, uh, being in a community of faith and a community of believers that help to hold you accountable and help you grow. I, I think it's multifaceted. I, can't, I don't think there's just one way. I remember some years ago at my previous parish, uh, we had a, a family that uh, I'm trying to remember why I had recourse to talk to the family. Um, I don't know. It was somehow that they were not going to church, but listing themselves as members of the parish. That in itself, unfortunately, is not that uncommon. Yeah. But for some reason, I had recourse to talk with them and to challenge them to attend. And that's the part that eludes me. I can't remember. Uh, and I, so I had sent a note and I said, you know, I have no indication that you have been um, coming to church. And the woman wrote back a very, very challenging letter. And what she said was, no, we don't go to church, but my relationship with God is just really fine. Uh, so don't bother us. <laughs> have a nice day. Yeah. And so I have a nice day. But basically she was saying, I don't need to go to church to have a good relationship with God. Now, I don't know what a relationship with God was, and I'm not going to judge it. Sure. But I do have a fear. It's not just going to church. It's not just belonging to a church. But it is, you have to stay connected because I think what happens is little by little, we start drifting away and we make ourselves the... Uh, the discerning guide as to what is Christian. You know, we, we create our own morality. Uh, we, we are the ones who, who allow, give ourselves allowances that maybe Jesus would not give us. Yeah. And I've even heard people say, oh, God doesn't care if I do this. Well, I want to say, have you asked God? <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I think we, we, I don't know that there is such a thing as a, uh, a loner when it comes to Christian faith. I think we, yes, we have to personalize it, which I talked about Sunday, but you don't privatize it. It has to be connected with other people. Well, and there's a, uh, a strength and a nourishment in what we, if we truly believe that when we go to mass, we receive God fully present in the Eucharist. That's not just a nice thought, right? That's, that's sacramental nourishment and grace that is life changing, right? And so, yes, we can, we can simply, uh, I would agree with her. You don't have to go to mass to have a relationship with God, but how much better would your relationship be if you nourish it and you um, put the time and effort into it to make it a great relationship? But, but stay with the image of receiving communion, because if you receive communion and I receive communion and these 20 little kids receive communion for the first time, yeah. The Lord that we receive in communion is one and the same. Yeah. So now I have a new connection with those 20 kids and with you mm -hmm. by way of the Lord. I often remind people of this after a funeral or at a funeral, after a death, 
that we are still connected with the person through Christ. Yeah. Because if we truly believe that they are, are with the Lord and we are receiving the Lord and the Lord is the same on this side of death and on the other side of death, we are still connected with them. Yeah. And so uh, it's remain in my love transcends death. In fact, love is stronger than death and uh, certainly connected with Jesus is stronger than death. It's it's a great reminder, and this ties back to the whole image of the the vine and the branches, that we don't always know what's happening interiorly based on what we see exteriorly. And there was a we had a plant at our house, it was a Rose of Sharon, and it looked deader than dead. I mean it I had transplanted it and let's be honest, I don't have the greenest of thumbs. Uh, but I we moved it this next spring came, it did not look good. And I thought, oh, we might as well just get rid of it. And I don't know if you told me or somebody told me along the way, if you just, you know, snap back one little tip of a branch, you can look inside and see if it's green, there's still life. Is There's still a chance. I may have told you that. So I did it and I saw green. And it. I'm telling you, we went months. We were probably into mid-August and this thing still looked dead on the outside. And sure enough, by mid-August, tiny little green leaves started to sprout from those branches, and by the fall, it was flowering. And it was beautiful. And had I given up on it, I never would have been able to enjoy it. Okay, so that's the second part. Not only to remain connected with Jesus, the vine and the branches, but also to bear fruit. Now, the Rose of Sharon bore fruit by blooming. Sure. What kind of fruits are we talking about? Uh, I prefer something a little juicy, like a, a pineapple. Oh, I'm afraid you no. A blueberry. Okay, but uh, no, I mean, <laughs> uh, it sometimes the fruit is not evident. Mm. You know, it, it's like, are we making? The, is the world better because I lived this day? That's a great question. We're going to let us reflect on that today. Thanks for joining us, everyone, for another episode of the Twenty Three Podcast. And uh, please pray for our First Communion families. You're going to see the names of all the children in the bulletins in the coming weeks, so you can pray for them by name. Hey, God bless you.